0: Well, that sounds good. Oh, is that it? You want to wrap it up?
1: <laughs> this week is Valentine's Day. That's and right. And is for lovers. Oh, nice. And I was hoping that maybe the beginning of this episode... You could play us in with some sort of like for once in my life or L is for the way you look at me, and we get a little uh, bit of a different feeling here, kind of like Romeo midnight. Oh, I like that. Hi, I'm Nate Silk Bottom.
0: No, what? Not what I want. <laughs> what is that? No, Nate Barry
1: Voice. I'm Velvet. I'm baritone Baranowski, and here with my trumpeter of love, Stephen
0: uh, Velvet Robe, Robles. Or we just both be velvet? (laughs) Yeah,
1: we're not good at this, but we are. Talking about a romantic movie today because it is Valentine's Day. If don't you do not like Valentine's Day, I don't know what to tell you.
0: I mean, listen, this this show is for those with significant others, less significant others, and and non-significant others. This t- everyone will enjoy this episode. Yes, yes, fun for the whole family. It's fun for the whole family. Before we get into it, you know, we got another five star review. I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Todd. He's a Patreon supporter, actually, of recent months. And he left us a five-star review. (laughs) Left us a... That's French for review. (laughs) Thank you. But he left us five stars, and we appreciate it. And listeners, uh, we would love if you could leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts uh, so this podcast gold gets spread around the world, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Nate, this is episode 94. Mm. 94. Creeping up on 100. We are so close to 100, and I think because people do not listen in order, they have not heard our pleas for feedback on what to hear on episode 100. And I think because this is a timely episode, because it's Valentine's Day, we're asking you, listener, tell us, what do you want to hear on our 100th episode? Is it a top five? Is it a specific movie? Do you want Nate and I to just serenade you with love songs? Anything but that. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, not that, no. Maybe we might sing one song if they have a request, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. We'll dance and sing. Steven,
1: we need to get to this movie because I feel like we have entered our core competency. Mm. We are back to a movie that, may I dare say,
0: is not the best, but (laughs) I really, really like. I have to agree, Nate. It's actually not that bad. (sighs)
1: Can I tell you something, Stephen? Yes. We are recording on February 12th, this kind of... Yes. I don't like to triangulate, but that's fine. Yep. Yes. We're recording on February 12th. This movie that we're about to review came out February 12th, 2010, exactly 10 years to the day that we are recording right now. Oh my goodness. That's
0: crazy. Steven, what movie did we watch this week? This week's movie is the 2010 classic, Valentine's Day. Nate, this movie got 18% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Critics? <laughs> Critics say 18% on the Tomato Meter. Audiences say eighty forty-seven. Oh, no, wow. 47, 47. They don't agree.
1: Okay, this is perfect. This is perfect for us, Steven. We're returning to our
0: critically maligned movies. Yes. And it feels good to be back. There are a lot of characters in this movie, Nate. And I'll be honest, I don't remember any of their character names. Pretty much none. I have IMDb pulled up right now
1: because I don't think I could name a single character name in
0: this whole movie. It is just...
1: Ashton Kutcher, Jennifer Garner. That's exactly right.
0: And that's why exactly what I wanted to say. I will refer to the actors' and actresses' names because I will not be able to look it up fast enough. So that is how I'll talk about these characters. But first of all, I watched this with my wife. Mm-hmm. We both exclaimed multiple times in the first five minutes of this movie How was this movie made in 2010? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, this movie feels like it was made in 1990. I don't understand.
1: It's got that Gary Marshall flair. That's how that's how that's how he did it. No, no. Gary Marshall, who was who did Pretty Women, A League of Their Own, Never Been Kissed, he brings that nineties,
0: might I say, joy? No. No. The font of Valentine's Day on the first shot is a horrible script with a thick shadow. And I said, this is not 2010. Design and you know what I have a theory. This movie came out the same year as your one of your favorites, Morning Glory, mm. with mm-hmm. Rachel mm-hmm. McAdams, and that movie had the same problem where it seemed like it was made twenty years earlier. And I think the budgets for these movies are just so low they have to rent the cameras from the nineteen nineties to film their movie in twenty ten.
1: I think a more generous explanation is they are trying to build upon a nineties esque nostalgia for this type of movie. I don't know. But it is weird to think that this in some ways this does seem like it's twenty five years old.
0: Yeah. Nate, I feel like I, I don't want to summarize this movie because there's so much going on plot wise. I just want to talk
1: it, about the it, people Yeah, it can't be it can't really be summarized because it's a it's a casserole yeah. of people's stories.
0: Let me just say Jessica Alba is in the top billed cast of this movie. And I'm pretty sure she has three whole scenes in this movie. Yeah. Even less dialogue. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if if we could
1: somehow grab the casting person for this movie, yeah, it would be amazing to just talk about
0: how are they able to get so many stars? How, Nate? As the credits were rolling, I, I didn't have much background of this movie before i started watching it i knew ashton kutcher was in it and i think that was about all i knew and jessica alba but as the credits were rolling i was like julia roberts jamie fox and hathaway and these are people in 2010 right who already have like great careers right <laughs> in filmmaking right. how are they all in this movie nate it doesn't make any
1: sense I don't know. It's they haven't accomplished this kind of star-studded cast until Avengers later on. It's just right. and I I think that's part of the part of the fun of this movie is that this movie winks at you and says like, yeah, we know. We know that we got tons of people in this movie. Like that's the if you look at the movie poster or or the DVD cover which we right. own <laughs> I did That's not hilarious. have to rent this movie. It is just boxes of the people's faces, <laughs> faces and lists of people. Like it is right packed with
0: recognizable names. It's so weird. Okay. Let me just say this. Let's go by Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher is a mixed bag. Usually depending mm-hmm. on the movie he's in. Mm-hmm. And I fully expected him to be the buffoon in this movie. Just the totally mm-hmm. ridiculous character. I got to say right of the movie, i liked him i liked his character
1: i did too can can i talk about the the florist yes company that he runs oh yeah i don't know how they did it but i looked at his career and looked what at and i wanted to be a florist right he's doing it well i wanted to work in his company i wanted to be him and have the pink vans yeah and Everyone at his company respected him and liked him, and it seemed like a really family atmosphere. Right. And George Lopez was there being great. Yeah, he was good, too. I was like, oh, this is, I absolutely want to live this way and go to a flower market and pick up some flowers. Yeah, absolutely. I am Sienna Bouquet, uh, 2173 Rosewood. There are times that you watch someone do a job in a movie, and you're like, if the job was like this, even the times where he stays late and he's got his like stack of receipts right. after a long day <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's whimsical and charming. And you're like, oh, this is a wonderful uh,
0: freelance career you've carved out for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is one of those movies where I, both me and my wife spent like the first 30 minutes asking each other, have we seen this movie before? Mm. Because we could not remember. Like After seeing it this time, I think I had. But it's so hard to remember all the specifics. Right. Like it's one of those like weird déjà vu moments. Like maybe I've seen this. I don't know.
1: Because in some ways it's a collection of short stories. Right. That it just feels difficult to pin down like, right. okay, I think I have seen that segment before. Well,
0: and which <laughs> but is it connected to these other segments? So I do like movies like where they start with a billion threads and somehow they all come together in the end and so i was sure expecting that in the first 20 minutes of this movie but i'll tell you like they don't actually all resolve they don't no. actually all come together no. like jessica alba ends the movie walking a dog by herself on the street unclear whether that was her dog or ashton kutcher's that she stole i couldn't tell couldn't tell whose dog it was i you know what i
1: never i never knew who's who owned that dog who brought that dog into the relationship i
0: think ashton kutcher i think I think she kind of took the dog. I feel like she did because she was at his place, obviously, because she packs up to leave and then takes the dog (laughs) and then checks into a hotel with a dog. I don't understand. Oh, we have so much to talk about. Let's 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 go. Let's go. All blackberries. I just want to say there were blackberries all over this movie (laughs) covered in blackberries. Yes. Again, goes to the point that they didn't have the budget to buy legitimate equipment because this is after the iPhone was released.
1: It has to be some sort of Apple uh, like embargo. Like,
0: nope. Not not in this movie. Not in that 14% Rotten Tomatoes movie. Uh, Taylor Swift is in this movie, Nate. Yes. Taylor Swift. (laughs) And Taylor Lautner. They were dating
1: at the time, I think. Oh, were they? Yeah. I wonder what Taylor Lautner's doing these days. Of all
0: the couples, I could have done without them the most. Sure. I feel like it was superfluous and Taylor Swift, uh, all I wrote, I meant to say Taylor Swift is cringeworthy. But apparently I didn't finish the note. But so my note here says, Taylor Swift is cringe. That's my full note. And I stand by that. Oh, it sounds like a tweet. Yeah.
1: So my boyfriend texted me this morning. And he was like, look outside your door. And, but, you know, I look outside my door. And my boyfriend's nowhere to be found. Are you saying that her acting was, or that her character was? Because like she plays both and both and Nate. It felt like someone doing an an SNL sketch of a high schooler.
0: Yeah, but like a bad SNL sketch.
1: And like you can tell they're acting, and you can tell they're going like over the top. And I didn't mind because she was surrounded by like oh you wanted more, either more or
0: less, but it was like you know that Valley Girl L.A.
1: But you the know- scene of her saying i'm not a cheerleader i'm a dancer and then going five six seven eight there are so many points of this movie that i bust out laughing it's ridiculous but i think that i didn't bust out laughing oh you
0: didn't like that part yeah it was okay but i was like yeah man it wasn't enough okay that creepy camera guy was taking me out of it because he was like that was my shot (laughs) and he goes to a high school to capture some high school relationships that was a little weird Okay, I got okay. We
1: can I say something before we get into like the main characters of this movie? Yes, this movie is chock full of side characters uh-huh. that are delightful. I wrote these down. I'm just going to go through the list real quick. Yeah, go. The guy at the flower mart that took off his hat that was being interviewed by Jamie Fox earlier on uh, oh, was yes, just kind yes. of like pointing at his Dodgers hat. He was great. Yes, Miss Gilroy. The P.E. teacher uh, that Emma Roberts talks to. (laughs) She's so awkward. The mom of the teen boy that that busts in on him.
0: Yes. (laughs) She was actually pretty good. Gets hit.
1: Yes, and gets hit in the head with the, uh, the guitar. The guitar. Yes. Larry Miller, who plays the baggage claim guy, who is also in Pretty Women and different things. He is great for a small little piece. Yeah. The kid in the class who, while playing soccer, puts his (laughs) shirt over (laughs) his head, and is kind of just a yes, just like the yeah, the rambunctious kid. Yeah, that's funny. Franklin, (laughs) my wife yells from the other room, and then I had one more that I wrote down that now I can't read my own. Oh, Pamela, the the wife of the doctor guy of patrick dempsey yeah is is perfect in her role too these side characters that get a total of maybe three minutes of screen time in some ways steal the scenes for me i i love them i think so and those are not the big the big actors and actresses that is true the only pushback i would
0: have was larry miller at the airport you didn't like that baggage claim guy I liked him at first because he was being super mean, but then I didn't believe the fact that he just like, gave him a ticket. And that Proceeds incorrect. to say, this ticket will get you anywhere in the airport. I'm like, this is 2010. You can't get anywhere in the airport.
1: Yeah, all he said was, she's like sunshine. And he just, yeah, it's almost yeah. like that scene deserved to be, or maybe it was, five minutes longer. And he really talked him into it. But all of a sudden, you're right, he softened awful quick for
0: that. Yeah, yeah. That was the only part I didn't believe. But no, I agree. A lot of the side characters are pretty hilarious. So Jennifer Garner character and her doctor boyfriend, Patrick Dempsey. Yes. The first scene we see with them in bed, and he says he's going to San Francisco for a surgery. Mm-hmm. Forgetting this part of the movie, I said, she's going to catch him with somebody. Full, like, no question. Mm, yeah. You just knew. I was, I was somewhat right. He just has an entire family, not just another girlfriend yes, on the side. Right. So, But I will say, I, I, li- I thought, of all the main actors, Jennifer Garner was one of the best in this movie. I
1: thought she, I thought she was good. Now, let's, we're going to go to Romance Corner in this, <laughs> this do- dodecahedron of a, a room <laughs> that has many Romance Corners. Oh, that was a good word. Jennifer Garner, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. It is a main best friends that, uh, at the very end, maybe, oh, we are in love with each other. Give me your thoughts.
0: I I wish there was actually more setting up of their friendship. We really don't get much of anything. We get Ashton telling her that he's engaged quickly at the flower shop. And then the next interaction is Ashton Kutcher going to her school to tell her that her boyfriend is married. And then Jennifer Garner like, tries to create this backstory in the dialogue in that scene where she says, I know I'm the one that you come and eat popcorn with, right? I am the one who you do this. And it's like, I-, I wish I could have seen or experienced some of that friendship outside of just these dialogue parts. Right. But there are 30 other characters in this movie that you have right. to learn about their
1: stories as right. well. They just don't have time to set that up.
0: Yeah, but if all that being said, I still believe that they were somehow friends before and are friends now. Yes. And like I buy that scene and I buy the scene in the airport when Ashton Kutcher runs without his shoes to catch her. Yeah, I believed all those. Those were fine. I thought it was really great
1: when Ashton Kutcher comes to the airport. It's one of the moments where I think it has the most impact where he says to her like he says like did you think me and morley with jessica alba's character are right for each other and he presses her and she says no i don't right and then he kind of says in what i actually is some really good acting by ashton kutcher yeah basically says like everyone thought this that we weren't right for each other and no one said anything and now i'm like crushed
0: and she still goes off
1: Does she ever get on a plane to go to San Francisco?
0: No, that's the thing. It's confusing in the movie, but she, right, we see a scene of her walking down some walkway on the phone with somebody, I think Jessica Biel, and she's saying, like, I'm still in town. I got to go do something, but I'll see you tonight. Oh, okay. And it's it's unclear. Like, it's hard to tell whether she got on the plane or not. Ashton Kutcher thinks she did, okay, but she does not.
1: Well, I thought that that scene was really great between them and sets up the very nice... Them. The ending. The climax. Kissing on the bridge. Yeah.
0: Now, I would like to talk about uh the football player, very briefly. (laughs) Eric Dane. Oh, Sean Jackson. Yes. Yeah. This this is one of the characters that could totally have been left out of the movie. And (laughs) like it would the movie would have been better for it, probably. He was fine as an actor. The only thing I want to point out is the first scene where we see him in his beach house. He's like watching the TV, and they're talking about his uh-huh. sports football career. Right. He turns the TV off, throws the remote, and we get a full two second shot of the remote hitting the bed. Just, <laughs> just a camera shot of the remote hitting the bed. And my note is: Do we really need a whole shot for the remote?
1: <laughs> I t- Give that to some more backstory. I thought he was good. I thought the, I mean, like, because the big reveal basically is that he comes out as gay. Right. And not just that he's retiring, but because this movie is supposed to basically surprise you with all the connections at the end, they have to make you think, like, you don't know who he's connected with. You don't know that Bradley Cooper, we'll get to that in a bit on the airplane. Yeah. Like, you don't know any of that and it is sort of strange like they do the scene of him like saying hi to the ladies on the beach and it's like trying to like rope it up us all into thinking like okay this guy is like a a straight player dude and it was just all like what does queen latifah have to do with any of this she what what is she because jessica beale and queen latifah had similar jobs i felt like right queen latifah was the agent and jessica beale was the pr person
0: yeah it was just all any like they go out to lunch or whatever to discuss his future and literally nothing comes of it nothing furthers the plot nothing furthers the story no information is revealed queen latifah just gets up and walks away (laughs) that's the whole scene yeah and so what i on this time walk watching through it a little bit
1: more closely i think the most important scene with sean jackson is when he bumps into george lopez and hits his van and George Lopez says something about, like,
0: I don't know why people get flowers delivered when you just go buy them and give them yourself.
1: Some folks like to get flowers at the workshop. To some people, love doesn't exist unless you acknowledge it in front of other people. And then that's when Sean Jackson calls Jessica Biel and says, like, make the, the press conference. Yeah, yeah. I think the Sean Jackson part, not very strong.
0: I think the Bradley Cooper part, a lot stronger. But we'll get to that. Well, well, let's go to it now. Oh, okay. Julia Roberts and Bradley Cooper on the plane. Yes, some of the best scenes and interactions of any characters. I have some some meta
1: questions about this. Uh huh. He gives a lot of assumptions that she's coming back for a man. Right. That she's coming back to be with a guy. Right. Now, the spoilers for this whole movie. She's coming back to see her son. Right. I think it's weird she doesn't correct him or say like, yeah. It's my son. Yes, it's strange. She
0: kind of smiles a lot and just goes like, yeah, okay. For the fact that how many times Bradley Cooper said it? Like he said it 50 times.
1: He says it a lot.
0: Yes. And it seems obvious that he's saying it to Fish whether or not she's single. Right. She just gives him nothing. She just doesn't correct him right. nor confirms. Okay, so I, lo-
1: I love their interactions together. I yes. love when she has her head on his shoulder and he tries to use his foot. Yes, that's to- hilarious. Close the window and she wakes up. Yes. Julia Roberts is so lovable, I would say. I would go above likable when she starts laughing and when she kind of opens up to him uh, later on in their interactions. It's just so great. And you really feel for her wanting to get back. Yes. My
0: one note is after their first interactions where she's super cold and and she warms up, they have a scene of the two of them playing backgammon. Like they're playing backgammon on the tray table. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No one carries a backgammon game. There's no way a plane has backgammon. Whose backgammon was that? Was that Julia Roberts' backgammon? She's only coming home for like 12 hours. Like she's saying she literally has to fly back the next day. She is not bringing backgammon on the plane. Well, she's definitely not
1: planning to play it on the plane. She's definitely not planning to talk to someone. Maybe it's with her
0: son. It doesn't make it. But children don't play backgammon uh this child
1: edison could be the <laughs> okay could be the exception to the rule <laughs> okay fair enough bradley cooper i think throughout the movie and i remember the feeling of watching it for the first time of being like he's really interested in her and he like yeah yeah this whole like oh he's romantically interested in her the fact that bradley cooper you find out later is gay and he had no like romantic interest in julia roberts makes his giving up of his driver and, like, caring for her and doing all this stuff, in retrospect, means a lot more, I think, to me. It's a very strong, oh, he's just being a great friend and, well, stranger. He's being a good stranger to her and caring about her. And when you take away the, like, any romantic implications, it really does paint, like, Bradley Cooper, his character looks so cool afterwards. Right. And apparently he's very, very rich.
0: Yeah, I agree. It does make, it feels
1: nice it, it, it makes the interaction just like oh this is nice and genuine and there's no
0: right everything else in right. this movie
1: has a romantic twinge to it and this one didn't and that was pretty cool
0: right so the boy in this movie julia robert's son his name is edison i just want to say he does great in this movie i think <laughs> yes i love his interactions with ashton kutcher in the flower shop they have a hilarious exchange yes all right where am i sending these to um Falcon Crest Elementary, you can map question and I also think of all the relationships, the saddest part in this movie is that he didn't get the flowers in school like he had requested right, that legitimately made me sad. Yes, <laughs> that was the saddest part of this movie
1: no there are other there are other sad parts in this movie that I will get to, but yes, that okay. was
0: definitely a sad point because I again, I couldn't remember if I had seen the movie or not I couldn't remember what happened. I was really hurt that he did not get the flowers in school right uh by the way
1: in my notes if a small boy comes to your flower shop and didn't get flowers delivered throughout the day yeah you can't take him in your flower van to go deliver it no that's creepy not in 2020 you can't no no and and even even in 2010
0: i was like (laughs) probably not either no, that's that's post Silence of the Lambs. No one's getting in a van because
1: yeah, because when the the babysitter played by right. Emma Roberts finds him and like tracks him down, she treats Ashton Kutcher with like a oh okay, you're the florist, and not like a right. What were you thinking, giving this kid a ride in
0: a in your car? Don't don't do that ever again. Stay right here now. Also, Edison rode his bike uh to wherever he met up with Ashton Kutcher. Right, and so. The alternative was Ashton Kutcher just leaves him alone on the street. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, you know. All right. Yeah, you're right. He was basically like, I'll take you where
1: you need to go. So, okay, I'll give him a yeah, yeah, I I'll take back the- some, of my, <laughs> some of my
0: harshness. Let's talk about the older couple.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: Yeah, this, when you were talking about sad parts, yeah. Stella and Edgar. Yeah, Stella and Edgar. Edgar played by Hector Elizondo, which I remember from Chicago Hope. The Doctor Show (laughs) way back in the day.
1: And he is great in Runaway Bride and Pretty Woman and Princess Diaries. That's right. He's in all of these. He's in all these Gary Marshall (laughs)
0: movies. That's right. He's in all those. Anyway, him and his wife. I love their characters. They're taking care of Edison and the scene when his wife breaks to him that she had an affair years ago. Yes. That was heart-wrenching. And
1: he said the line, Well, unfortunately, Estelle, the truth makes everything else seem like a lie. So sad.
0: Yes. Oh, man. Anyway, they, they did a great job, and it was very satisfying to have them oh. get together and kiss again in front of the movie screen.
1: Yes. I don't know what else to say except I no, liked it. Was great.
0: I liked it. It was great. What were some of the other sad moments that you were...
1: No, I think that was, was definitely something.
0: Well, to transition to another character, I just want to say as he's walking into the cemetery to watch the movie with... Venom from Spider-Man 3, Topher Grace. <laughs> right. Topher Grace and Anne Hathaway. Right. Well, before we talk about them, though, I just like the line between Topher Grace and the Edgar character. As walking to the cemetery, uh, pretty much the worst Valentine's Day story of all time. You want to bet? And I thought that was a, that was a good line. Speaking of sad moments,
1: just to kind of plug this in real quick, I think yeah. with Edison looking around while on the soccer field, oh yeah, and seeing the other moms there, oh yeah, that was sad. when he was missing his mom, and then the the payoff when Julia Roberts is hugging him, yeah, with tears in her eyes, yep, that moved me. Yeah, I agree. Have you ever seen "Win a Date with Tad Hamilton"? <laughs> no, <laughs> the movie "Win a Date with Tad Hamilton." No, I've never heard of that movie. Nate. Write this down in pencil somewhere because we might have to revisit this. I'm looking
0: at it on IMDB right now.
1: Topher Grace is just great in these in this role. I have to say, the Topher Grace and Hathaway, now like the overall the uh, moral corner of this <laughs> this right. whole movie gets a little bit a little bit uh, of a stretch for me. Yeah. But they're chemistry and their like back and forth and the likability of both of them is very, very good. Very, very good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm a little with you on Topher Grace. It was hard for me to to like Anne Hathaway's character. I mean Well Anne Hathaway when just dealing with like Queen Latifah
1: and That's true. And even on like their at the restaurant, they're talking, like she is, I think, very likable as a character, which I think makes Because she has to be wonderful as a person because right. if not then leaving her after he finds out her extracurricular job would be like oh, okay we could all reason there yeah that's true i don't know how much we can
0: in, in our family friendly show how much do we discuss about ann hathaway's job i don't think we should discuss it much i just i, I maybe this is a, a positive on her as an actress and person but it was hard to believe that that was her side job and maybe that's what right. kept me from getting into it, like, to to really identifying with her. Because the whole time I was like, ah, I don't believe that for a second.
1: Yeah, it's definitely put in a way that's, like, it's the funny side of it and not probably the reality of it so much, if that right. makes sense.
0: And I will say, when Queen Latifah picks up the phone and, like, does it later in the movie, I kind of right. chuckled. But that was kind of funny. Yes,
1: Absolutely. But this is a this goes to kind of a bigger story that the whole movie is trying to tell that I have a bit um I'm a bit conflicted on. Okay. So can I go to to deep talk for just a second? Sure. They talk about and this is kind of throughout that you need to accept the other person for all that they are. <laughs>
0: 2 weeks into a dating relationship, you have to accept
1: all that right, they right. are. Right. Exactly. And that I feel like that was a, a message that in many ways is good and I'd say from like a Commitment level when you you think about uh, Estelle and Edgar, yeah, yeah. There's this idea of like, okay, you are committing to someone that you are. You see their strengths, you see their weaknesses, and there's forgiveness throughout. It also felt like a little bit of a stretch to be like, we just started dating, and you need to accept everything I do as just like,
0: all right, well, right.
1: I'm just saying. That I think there's gray area between offering forgiveness and. Seeing someone's whole character and being like, yeah, you're not perfect, and I'm willing to like, be with you. And there's a difference between that and being like, I'll, I can never express how I don't prefer it to be this way, or right. this weakness is kind of damaging, and maybe this could be improved. It's, it, yeah. it's, a, tough, it's a tough little area that you can't really say in a two-minute clip. Of everyone's
0: story. I, I'm with you because I do think even in marriage, as we're both married men, there are times when you might even say, I don't agree with you doing this, or I don't agree with your like reason for this. But... Like, I'm not going to die on this hill. Right. This is not a battle. I think we need to fight. So, like, go for it. Like, even if it's something menial. Right. And in the larger things, then you have to come together and like compromise and like actually come to an agreement. But there are some things where it's just like, I can love you and still disagree and still actually think this is not great what you're doing, but go ahead. Like,
1: right. Exactly. That's, a, I think that's, that's it perfectly of expressing what Edgar says to Estelle, which is, I'm not going anywhere. Which is a wonderful type of right. of committed love. Yes. But at the same time, like because you're not going anywhere, you also uh, have the wonderful privilege of saying, like maybe this activity or this thing about you is, is hurting you, hurting us. Right. There's a bit of a, a nuance there that they can't capture in a, a romantic, silly <laughs> Valentine's Day movie. But
0: it made me think about it. And it was kind of funny when the mariachi band was about to come in and... <laughs> She yes. says I like things. She says I want it he, simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he tells him to go away. Right. I totally forgot about the Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel relationship. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: I I totally forgot about them. I I mean, I don't want to be uh awkward, but I like Jessica Biel in pretty much anything she does. And so <laughs> her in this movie was, you know, I liked it. I thought she did fine. Like, her just kind of falling apart in the office and eating the nasty peanut candies. Like, that was all funny. Absolutely. Jamie Foxx, he didn't feel like he was 100% on his game. He seemed a little bit like, I'm going to give this movie 70%, maybe 60. Right, right. <laughs> just like, in acting chops. But uh, when he came to the party at the Indian restaurant, and then when she showed up to him doing the newscasting thing, I believed those moments, and I thought those were fine.
1: Yeah, I thought they were great. I They were... Uh, b-plot romances Right, there were b-plot relationships that served their role perfectly like yeah. they weren't meant to be like carrying as much weight as maybe some of the other relationships right but they were fun yeah may i just say at the indian restaurant with jennifer garner doing flips with the bat before she pummels that pinata heart uh. Yes, yes. A lot of fun. It reminded me, oh, yeah, you were in uh, Electra and uh, Alias.
0: <laughs> like, you know oh, how to handle a, right. a weapon. And I was like, that's how you know how to do this. That's right. I did laugh when she was hitting that pinata and Jessica Beale was just staring at her. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> and the wedding that's happening simultaneously, yes. or the
0: re- reception that's happening simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. just staring at them. And you see the reactions of the people just flinching. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was yes. fun. Yeah, so the last couple is the high school couple. Which is yes. Alex and Grace, Alex and Grace, Alex and Grace. Emma Roberts, who plays Grace,
1: right. do you know that she is Julia Roberts' niece? I did not know that. That's very yes.
0: interesting. Yep. You know, so they all set up. They're going to make love for the first time, and they're trying to sneak away at lunch, <laughs> which right. <laughs> uh, my and I were like, in high school, is it lunch period like thirty minutes? Like you're going to leave school, yeah, and then come do that and come back Um, maybe not in la maybe la is longer maybe and then he's like setting up like a guitar and flowers and i'm like you guys don't have time for this what are you guys doing (laughs) i think the idea of him getting
1: undressed in his girlfriend's family's house is just something that seems it's preposterous no way
0: like there is just no way preposterous in broad daylight honestly with the mom walking in on him like it was funny and that was turned out great (laughs) that scene i think we'll get to this in
1: the top five more but i really liked grace's character and i will tell you
0: more when we get to the top five i agree i i liked her character and i liked them dealing with that stuff yes and the conversation at the end like i like that yes agreed well the only other thing i want to say is i think this movie gives us a sweet ending with jennifer garner and ashton kutcher on the bridge and he's like cutting the roses, and he's floating them away. Again, part of a whimsical florist career. Like the
1: idea that tomorrow somebody's gonna see him floating by. <laughs> I wonder where they come from. Yeah, the mystery of it all.
0: This guy's like the Buddha. This guy's—he's uh, so cool. I don't know. <laughs> I know Jessica Alba didn't want to be with him. Jessica Alba's character was—it was very cold. I'll just say that she's a very cold character. Yeah. Anyway. It gave us a sweet ending, and I I thought it was satisfying. I agree. It is
1: a cool soundtrack. It's just like a 90s movie where everyone, you tie a bow on every one of their stories. All the people that were selfish get their comeuppance. You see Patrick Dempsey sitting alone by himself, all sad.
0: We should talk about when Jennifer Garner goes to the restaurant. Great scene. Great scene. (laughs) She does great. I do wish... That there would have at least been one line that was just explicitly telling the wife, your husband's cheating on you. Obviously, it's clear-ish, but I don't know. I really wanted there to be that punchline of like-
1: You wanted a little bit more something there from the wife.
0: Or, yeah, like some, maybe a little more reaction or like, I would have for like the wife to have just gotten up from the table and left with Jennifer Garner. Like yes. they just like leave to get, like that would have been the ultimate power move. Yes. It was good. It was a good scene, though.
1: She said at an earlier part in the movie, she said to Patrick Dempsey, like,
0: doesn't daddy juggle well? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he kind of looks up like, do you know? Yeah. Oh, she knows. She does. Like, oh, boy. Oh, because doesn't he juggle in
0: the first scene with Jennifer Garner? Oh, yeah. In the-
1: yeah. And then, he, and then she says something. Like, I'll come back. I know you need to, like, juggle your choices or you need to something like that. She says a line. Maybe I'll give you a little time to juggle the
0: choices. Never mind. The juggling comment then was enough because that that's is clear a connection. Enough. Okay, good. Yeah, that's, that, I just realized that that was a connection. So that, that was perfect. Okay. Also, Patrick Dempsey, man, because he was in, uh, what's that doctor show? Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. Yep. This man must have so many like relational, relationship battle wounds. <laughs> like this guy, it's just all over the place. Like it's a mess. Just always in that kind of position. but He is perfectly cast in that role. He, he's got that look. He's got that long haired yep. doctor look. Yep. Well, are you ready to rate this movie, Nate? I'm ready. All right. Well, let's rate it on a scale of zero to five. Wind-up heart toys. Yes, absolutely. The, the toy that Jennifer Carter puts on the table. Who shall go first, Nate? You go first. I'll go first. This is not a great movie as said by Rotten Tomatoes and critics everywhere. It is not a good quality movie. That being said, I still can find it an enjoyable movie. Even from like George Lopez giving me a couple chuckles here and there Mm -hmm. to Ashton Kutcher being a really likable guy in this movie to like everyone's trying to do their job. You know, all these side characters, like we all know this is way too many stories to tell in a movie. Right. But they're they're all doing it. They're all trying it. Yep. And so, you know, I can't give this too high of a rating, but man, I feel like this is a solid three wind-up hearts. I think it's a solid three movie. It's still like funnish to watch. Like even 10 years later, if you want to watch a romantic comedy, like this is not a bad choice. Right. I don't think. Steven,
1: I'm going to give Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> Dude, I give this a five out of five.
1: Mate. Four wind-up hearts.
0: Okay i understand i understand here's
1: the thing like there are movies that are that should be watched once a year <laughs> just because you got nothing going on or you're folding laundry morning glory and like morning glory for example <laughs> Beca- this movie i would actually recommend i mean there are movies that are sweeter and there are movies that uh, tell better stories love and romance better yeah there are movies that tug your heartstrings more yeah there are funnier movies this is just the amuse bouche (laughs) of all things valentine's day yeah so if you're just if you don't know what to watch and you don't really want to cry over the notebook or laugh over when harry met sally this is the whitman sampler of valentine's day movies (laughs) just every valentine's day just watch this one. Yeah. Like it'll give you a little bit of everything. A little laughter, a little love. Yeah.
0: A little like cuteness. It's all here and I really do like this movie. Uh listen, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. I think that's a reasonable rating. And you know because there's so many actors in this movie and they go by so quick, it leaves you wanting to see them a little more. Right. Uh not ta- not Taylor Swift, but everybody else like <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you want to see Julia Roberts a little more and Bradley Cooper and you want to see more Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher and so that idea that it leaves you wanting more I think is a, is a good thing for this quality of a movie
1: right it's, it goes by quickly this, this movie is a nice brisk watch
0: right i realized Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel have been in another movie together which I think we should totally do for this podcast what have they been in? you ever seen the movie Stealth?
1: Stealth? They've been in stealth. Yes. They were in stealth together. Write that down
0: next to Win a Date with Ted Hamilton. Okay. (laughs) Very good. So, we are doing our top five characters in this movie.
1: (laughs) From from this one, yes. From this very movie. Absolutely.
0: Valentine's Day. Which I got to say, that's a great SEO movie title. Oh, yeah. Just call it like romantic movie. Do you have any honorable mentions, Nate?
1: I have Anne Hathaway and Jessica Biel as honorable mentions for me. Oh. I think both are likable. I think Anne Hathaway would be honorable mention number two, and Jessica Biel's honorable mention number one. Okay. So okay. I would put Anne Hathaway as seven, Jessica Biel as six in my list.
0: Okay. Well, I'm putting George Lopez in my honorable mentions because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. he added just enough in this movie and his little interaction with his wife and how he tells Ashton Kutcher... You know, just marry your yeah. best friend. Like, great. Yeah, it's nice. He's like the wise sage. Yeah. And he's, when he freaks out about dropping all the stuff on the road, that was funny. Yeah. That was fine. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is Bradley
1: Cooper as Holden. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I thought he was great in this movie. Like I talked about earlier, he shows the kind of like love you can have for someone because this movie is full of romance and if you were for example i mean i guess he ends up with his boyfriend or with the the football football player but just like his main part of this movie is showing uh love and care for a complete stranger and that elevates
0: him to number five you know i should have put bradley cooper in somewhere i neglected that so i'm gonna put him in my honorable mentions okay bradley cooper honorable mentions i had two honorable mentions anyway so you can have two as well very good thank you my number five is grace played by emma roberts the high school girl i really liked her character i think the conversation she has with her boyfriend at the end about why they should wait and not do the thing they were planning to do yeah i think it's uh i think she does really well i like her character Mm -hmm. that's all my number four is
1: ashton kutcher Uh, okay Uh uh-huh He's very likable in this movie. I actually think he's better and better throughout the movie. And I think, again, his scene with Jennifer Garner uh, was, yeah. was top-notch. And so, Ashton
0: Kutcher's character, whatever. He plays Reed Bennett. Well, my number four is the Jessica Biel character. <laughs> I think she was funny when she was trying to be funny. And I think she's funny at the party that she throws. And I believe her and Jamie Foxx there at the end. So, Jessica Biel.
1: That makes me think I need to... Come in here for just a second. Yeah. Either Jessica Beale did a really cool stunt getting off of a rapidly moving treadmill, or they somehow made it so that, like, it wasn't operating itself and she could right. climb off of it. She moves, she gets out of it through the front. Yeah, that was incredible. That was quite, I was, I actually watched it twice because I couldn't figure out how she did it <laughs> because it yeah. seemed like actually kind of dangerous, like moving on a treadmill. That and Taylor Lautner yeah. completely crashing over top of a, a hurdle. Yeah, that looks serious. Also made me feel like, wow, that was like a legit fall. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was interesting. My number three is George Lopez, who plays uh, Alfonso. Okay. He's like the narrator. He is the the moral of the story exposition holder in such a, a wonderful way, because he teaches Ashton Kutcher. He teaches Sean Jackson. He demonstrates what uh, a wonderful lifetime love with his wife is in a small, tiny little snippet into their life. He's just very likable. He's, and he's not over the top. I've seen George Lopez be a little bit over the top in other movies. Right. right. He's the right amount of, he's funny, but heartfelt.
0: Yeah, I agree. I was glad he wasn't over the top in this one. My number three is Edgar, the older man of the couple. I thought he did a great job in this movie. His talk with the Topher Grace character was good and his moments with his wife. So,
1: yeah, he's my number three. He is my number two. I have Edgar oh. as number two.
0: Okay. I okay. think
1: that is the... Uh, his Also, his interactions with uh, the grandson, with Edison, in the car... Yes, those are good. ...is also really endearing. It's the kind of grandpa that I want to be. And in many ways, he is... Uh, the kind of older man that i want to be Uh, and i love his forgiveness of estelle and he seems like he has a
0: great heart yeah yeah i agree well my number two is the jennifer garner character i like jennifer garner in this movie i like her interactions with ashton kutcher and again her scene with the doctor i think she does a great job so jennifer garner is my number two okay well this is where we have to stop for a second because I, I
1: agree that I think Jennifer Garner is one of the top actors in this movie. I think her performance is the best. Uh-huh. I don't think, like, her character is not one of my top five favorites. She's not even in my top five. Okay. So I just have to say that, like, she's really great. Jennifer Garner is great. The character she played, Julia Fitzpatrick, is <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily in my top five. So I just have to give my distinction. You would
0: like her... Uh- Talking about Claudius the Second to her little uh, elementary school class.
1: It was fine, okay, and and she was great in that role, but yeah, wasn't necessarily the role I okay cared for the most?
0: That's fine. What's
1: your number one then? My number one is Grace. Wow, played by Emma Roberts. That's a high number. It's very high. I think the the kind of honesty she can have with her grandparents and how very openly she says, like, yeah, I'm wanting to have sex with my boyfriend
0: and then they choke on their food
1: right uh and just like how she very logically thinks through it and she seems very self-aware uh talking about uh later with her boyfriend of like yeah i kind of just the reason i wanted this because i thought this would help hold us together a little bit more when we're apart right she seems wise beyond her years in some areas but also self-aware in the fact that she's like a teenager in a an early relationship so i thought she was
0: really endearing okay wow well high marks for grace
1: yep i didn't care about grace's boyfriend at all i just want to let you know yeah no no, he's not even top three
0: for me no no he was he was me but my number one is ashton kutcher Mm i i Love his character as the florist guy, and he even has a backstory about his grandfather started the florist shop in Italy or whatever, brought it over. But then his interactions with Jennifer Garner, his interactions with Edison the boy, and his interactions with George Lopez—like I love him throughout this movie. And like I've seen other Ashton Kutcher movies, and he's fine, but I feel like in this one he actually like did really well and he really shines yeah he really does and so he's enjoyable to watch i think he carries a good portion of the movie and uh yeah he's my number one all right we did it happy valentine's day everybody happy valentine's day
1: and now just like this movie had a pleasant song carrying them out we also have something to leave you feeling uplifted and warm i'm nate baronowski And this is (laughs) (laughs) Stephen.
0: And this is Valentine's Day. Two dudes.
1: (laughs) Thank you for coming.